Not sure what to expect or how to navigate the interview process? Want to make sure your personal statement hits the mark? AMSA's new program, Applied Match Preparation, or AMP, has been created just for you. Get personalized, one-on-one assistance from a team of experts and get ready to shine during the application process. Visit AMSA.org AMSA-AMP to get started today. The Personal Statement Boiling yourself down to one page may seem impossible, or maybe even a little depressing. It doesn't have to be that way. In fact, it shouldn't be that way. Welcome to the AMSA AdLib Podcast, where you'll hear from med students and experts alike. I'm your host, Christine Camizio. The personal statement is a chance to connect all of the dots. It's an opportunity to explain your interest in medicine and your value to it better than a step one score. AMSA's 2017-2018 Education and Advocacy Fellow, Dr. Daniel Gauger, has some advice for developing a personal statement that's truly personal. I'm technically Dr. Daniel H. Gauger. Uh, I graduated in May 2017 from ETSU, Quillen College of Medicine in Johnson City, Tennessee. Dr. Gauger says medical schools typically offer some guidance on developing your personal statement, at least in the form of a few examples or templates. As much as you like, though, it doesn't really boil down to a step-by-step, paint-by-numbers guide. He says your personal statement is the product of your unique experiences and what you've internalized from those experiences. To that end, we won't tell you what to do in your personal statement, but here are some don'ts. First, don't rush. I mean, it's something that's really important, and so you should spend months on it. And, you know, you'll, your perspective after every rotation you know, in your third year of med school changes. And so you, you find out something new, at least if you spend the time to decompress and introspect. Um, and, and so sort of panning that out really early on, like, you know, is, is worth it. You, the worst thing in the world is to, like, get to the point of applying for medical school as a pre-med student or applying to residency and something be so important as your personal statement that is like the one lens into who you are and then spend, you know, a couple of weeks on it and feel like you're rushed with it and then put something on paper that's like generic and very like vanilla, you know, I mean, you don't want to be like the peanut butter and jelly sandwich of, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with PB and J. I love it, but like maybe that's not the, maybe that's not the tone of the personal statement that you want. Right, because we're not all PB&J people. The second tip, don't just turn your CV into a bunch of paragraphs. Yeah, don't. <laughs> you, you, your CV is there for a reason. Um, you know, the sections in your application dedicated to your activities are, are there for a reason. So my simple advice for recreating your CV and your personal statement is don't. Um, you are... As a physician going into residency or as a pre-medical student going into uh, medical school, um, give yourself more credit. You are you are much more deep and interesting and credible and incredible than what uh, may be portrayed in a superficial document that details all of the jobs and extracurriculars that you've done. Like we are not just our jobs and our extracurriculars. We're people. And your personal statement is the opportunity for you to illustrate that. But, you know, you talk about one or two patients or or a couple of one or two things that you did in medical school that were incredibly formative. Like, you know, just as a general, like being an adult, like being a person, if you walk through life 
<laughs> for four years and don't have anything that you can identify that shapes you, then maybe you need to question like how you're living your life. <laughs> and like, that's just general, like, you know, advice for life coming from, you know, Dr. Gallagher. But, um, the structure of my own personal statement is, um, you know, I start out with, I start out and end in my personal statement with talking about what's important. You know, I think that there is value to thinking about the, the people out in the world that read the first page and the last page of the book. And if it seems to make sense then they want to read the middle. Um, <laughs> and so I think that in personal statements, we need to clearly articulate like, um, where we came from and where we want to end up going. And that message needs to be there at the beginning and at the end. And, and then the rest of the middle is what is the truly interesting part. But then you also, so my point is that like you have to have a deliverable take home message. Um, and then you need to let that message evolve in the middle. Um, and so that's how my personal statement is, is structured is talking about from a career perspective, the things that are important to me, um, in, in how I practice as a physician and my specialty choice and why I chose a specialty and why I think that it's a good fit for me that, and what my own take on how that specialty functions. Um, I wrote about, you know, a couple of patients that helped me arrive at that. Um, I talked about the people earlier in my life and all throughout my career trajectory that shaped and mentored my perspective on why I think those things in that specialty are important and they're valuable to me and they bring me joy and satisfaction and, and fulfillment. And I think that, you know, it's a healthy exercise for all of us as physicians to really interrogate those things very closely, uh, as we write about them in our personal statements. And, and then of course, sort of summarizing it toward the end. But I, yeah, I, I definitely write about um, patients and some of the patient experiences that I've had um, and, and why they they shape me. Because, right, like at the end of the day, we're physicians and we take care of people regardless of specialty. And so patients should probably be important to you. Um, and your experiences throughout your medical school training, you know, regardless of whether or not we're talking about a, a conventional rotation or something that you did as an extracurricular kind of thing. I mean, at the end of the day, your personal statement needs to demonstrate that you have a passion for what it is that you're going to do. You understand the role and what the specialty actually is. It, it needs to demonstrate that you care about patients and you understand how patients interface with the specialty in which you're choosing um, or patients in general, if you're just starting medical school. And then, you know, you got to have like a personality, right? Like the worst thing is to just have, you know, like a dead fish doctor where they just sit on a table and don't really do anything and stare glassy eyed at you. That's that's not what you want to come across on a personal statement. Next, Dr. Gallagher says, don't shy away from the uncomfortable. In fact, he says that's probably a hint of where your personal statement really shines. I think that we all have something over the period of the last four years or the duration of medical school that contributes to um, the development of who we are as a person. And like, that's what you need to write about, even if it seemingly doesn't fit the quote unquote mold of what should be in a personal statement, because, you know, certainly there are things that may be inappropriate to talk about in a personal statement. Um, but that's like on a case ca case by case basis. And I can't even think of anything that would be like inappropriate to talk about. Certainly if you've had some experiences that are, you know, shocking or, 
um, uncomfortable, people may read it and feel uncomfortable. And so I think that, you know, we have to accept the fact is that sometimes the things that you write about um, that are personal, uh, you have to be unapologetic about them um, because they shaped who you are. I, I know so many physicians that, you know, have powerful things that they've experienced and like, that's what you should put in a personal statement. And it's okay if the quote unquote degree of discomfort in the topic is higher than maybe what you would see in a cover letter for a regular job, because like, it's not a regular job. And um, you see the things of all the things, um, like the the most grotesque or the most uncomfortable, and also the most beautiful of most of of all the things in the world. And so, I think it's important for you to be able to speak across the entire spectrum, and not um, shy away from doing that. Then Dr. Gagger says, "Don't just write one and call it done. You will grow, change, and have new experiences, including ones that may change how you think about previous experiences." Don't be afraid to revisit your personal statement or even completely rewrite it from scratch. Now, when I say ask yourself the unplanned questions, what what I really mean is that let your personal statement be organic. You know, keep it in the back of your mind. And when you're out in your clinical rotations, when you're in your classes, when you're doing the stuff that you do in your normal life, um, whenever something is powerful and impacts you, spend some time thinking about it and reflecting on it. Um, you know, when, when I was writing my personal statement, I've rewritten it at least, at least seven times. Um, you know, I've got a, I've got a couple of writing quotes that I always keep in, in the back of my mind whenever I'm writing anything, whether or not that's, you know, something like a personal statement or if I'm, you know, writing an editorial piece or an, or an op-ed or, um, anything, you know, my two favorite writing quotes, one are to kill your darlings, meaning we, um, we write things that we think that we're proud of and we're like so fixated and attached on it. And chances are if you're fixated and attached to it really, really that closely, nobody else understands it and you should probably get rid of it, which like hurts to get rid of something that you're proud of. But I think that it's an interesting writing tool. Um, and, and then there's another quote about writing that I think is very powerful of um, the the quote basically goes like, you know, when we're talking about illustrating something, don't tell me that you like see the moon rise, show me the light on the broken glass on the ground. And so what that really means is that tell a story. Physicians are storytellers by nature. Um, most people don't maybe think that, but anytime we ever go interview a patient, um, and we ask them, what brought you in today? Uh, they, they start out two years ago and then you're like, no, 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 no. I mean today, cause you know, we still have things we have to get done, but you, you, you ask patients what it is that they are suffering from and you, you illustrate that story and gather the pieces of information. That's why it's called history. And you put it together into something that, um, articulates a message about who this person is, what is happening, what has been the series of events and the evolution of uh, the circumstance. And so like your storytelling, and if we can do that about patients to determine whether or not they have, you know, um, diverticulitis or not, then like, why can we talk about diverticulitis, but then not talk about like, this is how I became a physician. 
Like, at what point did we evolve that, you know, bowel diseases are more, are easier to talk about than our, ourselves. Um, and so, uh, being able to tell your own story and, and not just write down a series of events, but illustrate them and, and connect them together and, uh, shape that into something that is bigger than the sum of its parts is the strategy to a personal statement, in my opinion, and understanding that sometimes you're going to have to get rid of the things that you think are really powerful, but maybe aren't, um, and continually revising it until someone that you trust a mentor who is invested in your success, but also unafraid to, you know, hurt your feelings a little bit, um, meaning that they're going to give you the criticism that's constructive that you actually need. Uh, you, you need to take your personal statement and run it by those kinds of people so that they can help you be more successful with it. Finally, don't keep it to yourself. Your mentors or even peers will look at your personal statement with fresh eyes and no attachment to it. Their constructive criticism is vital, Dr. Gauger says. Uh, you know, my personal statement and personal statements that I have written over the course of my career for myself. Um, I've had tons of people look at them and, you know, I've got close friends and mentors and peers and colleagues and, um, that have looked at things that I've written because they know me and they're interested and, and invested in, in my success. But then also they're really unapologetic about hurting my feelings, which maybe that says the character of my friends. I don't know. Um, but I think that, you know, people from different segments of society, um, people who, uh, have different perspectives and careers, um, provide perspective, um, that you may not have gotten, you know, I've got great friends who work in urban design and, and, and journalism and international relations and global health and politics and, and history. And I think that, you know, all of them have their own experience and take on the world. And then I think when you are okay with sharing what it is that you've written, um, well, first off, I would say if you're okay with sharing what you've written with them, then maybe it's probably not raw and uncomfortable enough. Um, if you still want to send it to them because like you value your input, but whenever you do send what you've written to them and you question whether or not it's going to make them feel a little bit uncomfortable, then you're probably onto something. Um, because anything worthwhile uh, in a personal statement is going to make you stop and pause. AMSA AdLib is brought to you by the American Medical Student Association. I'm your host, Christine Camizio. This episode was produced by Pete Thompson and myself. Joshua Caulfield is the show's executive producer, and Dr. Joey Johnson is AMSA's national president. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and thank you for listening. Not sure what to expect or how to navigate the interview process? Want to make sure your personal statement hits the mark? AMSA's new program, Applied Match Preparation, or AMP, has been created just for you. Get personalized, one-on-one assistance from a team of experts and get ready to shine during the application process. Visit amsa.org slash amsa-amp to get started today.